Okay. Good evening. Good morning. Good everything. Welcome back to the For the Stress Podcast. I'm coughing. <coughs> but I'm still here. How y'all doing? I hope everything is alright. <sighs> Shit, what the fuck? Okay, we good though. We good. Alright. But um glad to be back. Sorry, I was just trying to get my shit together, y'all. But glad to be back. Um, hope y'all are right. I'm still kind of fucked up a little bit. Yo, let, me, let me share something with y'all real fast before we get into everything else. Listen, man. I feel like I got a pinched nerve, right? I think. That's what the doctors is telling me. And I have a little quick rant to go against these pharmaceutical companies, right? Like... You know, you go to the doctor, you in pain or whatever. They immediately try to give you all these fucking drugs. They're like, yeah, take this for your pain. Take this um, muscle relax or whatever. Let me explain something to y'all. A lot of times that should be duds. I took this muscle relaxer, this whack ass fucking pill that they probably making 400 and something dollars off of. Supposedly, supposedly supposed to help me. Help my arm, help me um, alleviate some of this pain. This shit did nothing, absolutely nothing. For all of this shit, I'd rather use a uh, medicinal to get my shit together. So fuck you, big pharmaceutical companies. Fuck Walgreens. Fuck my doctor's prescription. Y'all not helping me do shit. So I just want to get that out the way early, cause fuck y'all. But fuck your insurance for paying it. Yeah, fuck my insurance for paying it. Fuck me for paying my insurance. All this shit. Thanks a lot, Obama. But anyway, um, church announcements. Follow the show on everything. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Follow me um, on Twitter. Follow the Frank and Wolf show. If you've uh, been paying attention to my social media you'll see a video of the illustrious Frankie getting busy on the keys you know so go follow him uh, follow Celestial Goddess for all your holistic healing get your chakras get your crystals and all that you know what I'm saying cause it's um, super blue moons and all that type of shit I'm not I'm not really um, knowledgeable about all the um, astrology Astrological I don't You know Y'all know what I'm talking about The words The, the shit with the stars And the moons And all that shit Y'all know what I'm talking about It's just Astrology There we go All that type of shit I just You know what I just I don't know I feel weird When people judge my behavior On my birthday Don't Don't base what I do In my life Because of my birthday That's just weird to me That's a very Leo thing To say You know that right Shut up Frank <laughs> I hate that type of shit and niggas swear they know you, bro. They swear they know you. Like, oh, oh yeah, you're impatient. That's why your birthday wasn't your birthday. Oh, it's in July. Yeah, you a Leo. Y'all are impatient and bossy. I'm like, bitch, if you don't mind your business about you don't fucking know me, leave me alone. You don't know me because you know my people birthday. do that shit to me all the time. Oh, you a Cancer? Oh, you emotional? So right, I'm like, right. yeah, I'm so emotional that I'll slap the shit out of somebody <laughs> trying to fucking tell me about myself. Right? Who doesn't know me at all? Leave me the fuck alone. And then and then you get the real deep ones. I'm like, oh, your birthday because my birthday on the 23rd of July, right? So I'm like, oh, you on a cusp? So you have 
cancer signs, you have cancer traits, and you have Leo traits. I'm like, my nigga. So what's the point of, of being so specific? Like, if now I'm a bunch of shit. Right. Like, just, just leave me alone, bro. Leave me alone. Stop talking to me. Don't judge what I do by my birthday. All right? Fuck y'all. But anyway. That shit do be on point, though. Sometimes, but still. Nah, nah. Nah, I can't really say. Because, like, some of that shit just be mad generic. Just be like, you know what? You're going to be faced with a big decision today. And... Um, ah, well, you see that—that's different. That's the—if you're really into astrology, you're looking at the day-to-day predictions. You're looking at how your year's supposed to turn out. You look like you into it all the way. Man. Some people are like, "I'm good with just knowing what my personality is." Man, listen, I—I I just found out what a fucking sun sign is. Like, I just found out. I'm, I'm post I, my moon is in like Aquarius or some shit. I don't be knowing, man. It just as man. long as your Mercury isn't in retrograde. Mercury and Gatorade for all you niggas trying to tell me about my birthday. Fuck y'all. But I don't know how we got on astrology. But yeah. But anyway, um, hope y'all are right. <sighs> Stop judging people on their birthdays. Did we tell them to follow the show? Yeah, I think we said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Follow the show and all everything and all of that. We covered um, that. I don't know if I don't know if y'all know. Y'all probably should know by now, but follow Will Smith on Instagram, yo. Mm. He's like, I've never like, you know, I have a I have an issue with positive positive vibe only type niggas. Mm. But he's one of the dudes like when you hear him speak, you be like, you know what? I'ma pay my bills on time this month. Like, thank you, Will. Like you like he really he's like dead ass inspiring. Like I be watching his IG stories and I'll just be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it together, Will. Thank you, Fresh Prince. You gave me the motivation I needed to get my life together and do something productive. So shout out to Will Smith. Follow him on IG. Um shout out to him. Shout out to Jaden. Shout out to shout out to their whole family. That's like black royalty over there. Word. So shout out to them. Um real fast because it's a bunch of shit going on. The government's back open, if y'all didn't know already. But on its, on the flip side, Congress is still pieces of shit. Like, I'm telling y'all, November 2018, please, go vote, please. Because these they just like, my God, these white people in office are just some of the worst pieces of shit that I've ever seen in my life. Like, we got to just please vote. Just please vote. Like, like they still fighting over the DACA immigration issue. You know, the in, in, in evangelical, I think I said that right, evangelical wing of the Republican Party is, you know, basically forgiving Trump for whatever he does and whatever bullshit he does and the entire along with the entire GOP being complicit in whatever Trump is tweeting or reneging on or making deals on and, and backtracking. Like, it, everything is a mess. Everything is a mess. Like, even me looking at the news and looking at politics, it's just so much to keep up with that a lot of times I'm just like, yo, fuck all of this. Like, just, I just holla at me in November because a lot of this shit is... 
the, the, the politicians and a lot of, well, not even the politicians, Congress specifically, a lot of them just flip-flopping on issues. You know, some of them are for, you know, um, giving the DACA recipients long-term a path to citizenship, a long-term path to citizenship, then others are against it. And, you know, it's, it's just all over the place. You know, the rest of the investigation is still going on. Trump said that he would sit down with uh, Robert Mueller under oath. And then his, his um, lawyer said, no, he would speak, that Trump was speaking out of turn. And, you know, they, they're trying to see what Jared Kushner is doing. Like, it's just, it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay, and it's it's honestly, I'm not keeping up with it that much because all this shit is confusing. So I don't think y'all should either. When when some some major shit happens, like we can talk about it. But now it's just a bunch of back and forth. Nobody's doing their job. Like we got to get them out of office. So November elections can't come fast enough. So. Fuck politics for right now, but you know I I, I um I observed something on the way to the to the studio today, right? Like if you're familiar with Jersey City, um, well, more specifically, if you're familiar with the hill in Jersey City, right, you'll know that it's a it's a very urban area. It's basically the hood and shit. And recently, within the past maybe month or so. The police presence has been very, very heavy on um, in the, on the hill, and and on um, Jackson. That well, that's for like old Jersey City people, but the MLK portion of the hill, which is like the long strip that goes through all of the streets and where everybody kind of congregates in the stores and all of that. So it's like, it's, it's basically like every other MLK in the hood where, you know, it's densely populated with people of color. And in all his great wisdom, Mayor Fulop is, um, has brought upon a, brought, called on a heavier police presence because of uh, complaints coming from the residents. Now let's make this clear, right? Because kind of, you know, let's make this clear. All it is is because like every like a lot of other areas, a lot like a lot of other urban areas, Jersey City is becoming gentrified, right? Now, if you live in like Brooklyn, if you live in Harlem, you can kind of relate to this. Like there's an inf- there's a Influx of white people <laughs> moving into the very, very hood areas, right? Either they're white or they're Hasidic Jews, and this is causing these newcomers to um, call the police on residents who've been living there for decades. Sometimes whole families live on these live on these blocks, and whole families are raised, and it's just generations of families who've just been here. And now you get these gentrifiers coming in, wanting to quote unquote clean up the place, and that's calling for a heavier police presence. And now I say all that to say, like I read an article by a let me get her name right, Abdullah Fahad. 
I believe. If I mispronounced your name, beloved, I'm sorry. But she wrote an article in the Atlantic, you know, signaling that when gentrification happens, police the police presence increases because, you know, they with um the the gentrifiers coming in and the the economic levels changing the people moving in want to feel safer right so i thought about this and me me driving to the studio today and i'm thinking about it, i'm like yo this shit really look like iraq a little bit like just the like the police cars sit on a corner with their lights flashing right like like during the day, they'll get out and stand on the corner with their arms folded, looking like military police. And it's just, it, it was, it was kind of peculiar to me because it was just like, how do y'all expect this to, like, like if this was supposed to de- deter crime, I don't really see that happening because all you're, all you're doing is you're moving the people who do hustle off the corners down the block. Like, you're not really stopping anything. And it's it's just weird to me that with all of these, with all of these people moving in, with the rent going up and these out-of-towners coming in and buying up homes and raising rent on people, like, the police presence here, like, Plainly put, how fucking dare you? That's I think that's the point I'm getting at. Like, like how fucking dare you? Like, you you don't you're not from here. You move in because niggas is outside too late or whatever, or they, you know, partying or whatever the case may be, and you feel uncomfortable. So now you want to call the police on people who have been living here, and call the police on people who've been living here so you can feel safer. And all of it, and for our mayor and any other mayor who's doing that in Brooklyn and Harlem, like it kind of just shows that these people don't really care about our community. They don't. They don't. Like they don't. All of this is just for well. Well, look, we put the more we put more police here, so you can feel safer. Look, we did a good job, and more police is never the answer. Never ever the answer, but you know they they just like I I read something, a quote that kind of stuck with me like gentrification starts with a bike lane. And when I saw that, I think I saw that maybe like a two two three years ago. And as soon as I saw that, they started putting bike lanes in Jersey City, like in the um like in the hood areas, they started putting bike lanes. And it's just like yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like y'all not even trying to even improve police relations with the community because the like these cops like like I said they stand on the corner like they're the military with their arms folded to kind of just move the quote unquote dope boys off of the corner. But like if you're really trying to bring in police reform, <clears throat> pardon me, like if you're really trying to make things better in a neighborhood, like why would like why don't these cops talk to the people that's in the neighborhood? 
make them a part of the neighborhood instead of, you know, look instead of having them look like they're just occupying a territory. Like we're it just it just looks weird to me, man. It just looks weird to me. And I already don't like Fulop because of he just he just moves funny. But just now that he's like promoting this heavier police presence to something to, because he feels like it will stop crime. Like I, I already see that he I already see what his angle is like. He's just he's completely out of touch to what the community, what our community really needs. But on the flip side of that, how much of that is our fault? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, like I always preach, accountability is important. So, to play devil's advocate advocate against my own argument, like how how much time or like are we at fault for letting all this time pass without being responsible for our community? Like because we because we don't have people from our community policing our community. Like, how upset can we be that these cops who are nine times out of ten white come into our neighborhoods and make us, you know, and try to push us out of where we are already to make it safer for people who are who aren't from here? So, you know, you got you got to think about shit like that. I mean. A lot of that comes from being involved in your community, you know, but I don't know, man. I I just my thing is, I don't know how mad we can be if we're not playing, doing our part. I mean, accountability is important, man. Accountability is, is accountability is important. You know, that's why I really that's why I really um champion the buy back the buy back the block movement because that is putting the power back into the hands of the community and that way these um military style occupations of our corners won't be won't happen so frequently because you know like MLK like like it's a long strip and I could I on my way here, I counted at least five cop cars, at least, and they all sitting on these corners with their lights flashing all night. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, if something good can happen, I, I, I don't. I don't think anything good is gonna come out of this. Like, you're not gonna stop. You're really not gonna stop crime that much. Like, you're just moving it from off of the corners to somewhere more, more, less surveilled. By cameras and all of that shit because you know if niggas gonna if niggas gonna trap they're gonna trap if if somebody gonna get shot they're gonna get shot are you sitting on the corner in your van all night which with your lights on isn't really gonna stop anything so good luck i guess i don't know i mean i don't know if this is happening i don't know if that particular thing with the cop cars just sitting on the corners all night i don't know if that's just specific to jersey city but yeah man it just it is i don't feel safer i don't feel safer and i guess so if if that's what they were going for if that's what the mayor and the city council was going for you failed beloved because myself and 
other people I know do not feel safe with all these cop cars around. Cops make cops make me scared. Cause I feel like y'all gonna shoot anybody at any given moment. So y'all are real terrorists. But um Yeah. Buy back the block. Cause this shit is weird. Well, you know, that is you know, our community has to become, you know, our community. But we'll get there one day. You know, accountability. Accountability, accountability. But anyway, um, speaking of accountability, so all right, let me just get this out the way. Listen, I love Erica Badu, right? Like, love, love, love her. Love her. Love her. Love her. Love her. Love her. Like, like, since Baduism, like, I love Erica Badu. Like, I'm trying to find a, a better adjective to kind of describe how I feel, but I think she understands. I don't know if she's listening, but she gets it. But anyway, like, um, so she did an article, she did an interview in a magazine called Vulture, right? And, um, you know, the interview was asking her, you know, different things or whatever. And she said, um, you know, I, I think they, I think they asked her about Bill Cosby and she was like, you know, I don't have all the facts about the case, but you know, I hope he didn't do what they alleged him doing. And then she just, she was like, you know, I just see good in everybody, you know? And she was like, you know, I, I, I even see good in Hitler. And then <laughs> the interview to kind of just, if you would have heard the record scratch, like, like <laughs> the, the interview was like, excuse me. She was like, yeah, I see good. Like Hitler was a good painter. And then the interview was like, um, how can you say that? Like, he did terrible terrible things like how could you say he's a good painter and then you know erica being erica she was just like you know well he was just a good painter and you know i don't agree with things that he done but he's a good painter so like always once the internet got a hold of that it was off to the races right they called the everything from anti-semitic anti-semitic to a nazi they called her a coon, like I, everything. Now we got to be real. Like if you if you're not familiar with Erica Badu and how she operates, like I understand the outrage, right? Because she just that was kind of weird, especially if you're not familiar with her. But if you are familiar with her. Like, you'll know that this is not the first time she said or done some controversial shit. Like, she got in trouble with the window seat video. You remember the window seat video? When she, at the end of the video, I think she got naked in public. And then she fell on the ground, like, around where... Um, it was a one take. Right. And mm-hmm. they did it gorilla style, which is like, they did it one one take and... She did it around where JFK was assassinated or some shit. I think it was, you know, how them artists beat. It was something like artistic or some shit. And she was just trying to make some artsy point or whatever the case may be. So then she got in trouble for that. Then she got in trouble for performing for some dictator in Africa or some shit. Like, so, like, I say all that to say she's not new to this. She's true to this. Like, she's going to say whatever the fuck she wants and fuck how y'all feel. Now... You got to understand, right, that 
That's called keeping it real, by the way. Right, and that's and and like we always say, you gotta keep that same energy. Erica Badu keeps that same energy. But the internet being the internet, they wasn't having that shit. Now, if you're familiar with these is nice from the Bodega Boys. One of his most notable quotables is you got to hear both sides, right? Like he says that with everything. Sometimes it's in a joking manner. Sometimes it's in a, you know, very serious. We need to hear all sides of the argument type of shit. That's Erica Badu's entire attitude. Like whenever she like if you follow her on social media, if you follow her interviews and all that type and no no and what all of that is, like whenever she's speaking, whenever she's you know, if you ask her about something, that's kind of her whole wave. Like, I gotta hear both sides. I need all of the facts to make a educated to give an educated opinion on whatever you're asking me. And I don't know about y'all, but I feel like that's fair, right? Like, I like if you, if you, now, mind you, that goes against where we are in social media, then it, like, you gotta have a, a stance immediately, even if you don't have all of the facts, right? That goes, so that's why she got in trouble. But I don't, I feel like that's a good thing for people who are trying to think critically, right? Because a lot of times, Especially on the internet, is it's very easy to see something and automatically have an opinion when you don't really know what's happening. Like because the internet is just gut reactions. People, a lot of times, people are just commenting on commenting on shit without knowing anything about the issue. And a lot of times it, it goes to a lot of people are just following whatever the 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 um the consensus is. It's a lot of group thing going on, right? And I, and with all of that, this Erica Badu, you know, interview and a reaction, the I hate to use this word again, but the outrage towards the Erica Badu interview kind of showed me that group thing is a very, very is a very um, prominent problem in our community or in our culture, rather. Like, is we really demonize people if they don't agree to what you're quote unquote supposed to say, right? Like, political correctness has invaded every area of our life. So when someone goes against that when someone you know challenges that conventional wisdom you know they get attacked and I'll say this like I want to use that example <laughs> like <laughs> no matter like no matter what you're trying to show or what you're trying to um Demonstrate using Hitler for anything is a bad fucking idea. Cause no matter how valid of a point you may have, like he's too extreme and he's too extreme of an example to be like to to use for anything. Because her point her point was, you know, I see good in everybody. I try not to judge 
everyone so quickly. I try not to. Um, I try not to rush to judgment. That's a better way of putting it. I try not to rush to judgment. You know. Well, we could just ask, right? Like, was what Hitler did deplorable? Yes. Right? But that don't mean he didn't exist. We're supposed to just forget his entire life now? Like, he wasn't anything else but this man, you know? But 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 see, it's certain things, like, that's what, that's what kind of, like, threw me off a little bit with the argument. Because... It's certain people, right, that who do like fucked up things to where we won't even acknowledge their humanity because they did so many fucked up things. Like for me, like for me, pardon me, like for me, I say fuck R. Kelly to the day I die. I don't give a fuck. Yes, he's a he's a talented musician. But fuck him. I don't care. I don't give a fuck what he does. You know what I'm saying? And uh, for a lot of people, Hitler is the same way. Yeah, he could be a good painter. But because he killed so many people and he did so much fucked up shit, like the bad kind of outweighs the good. Right. And thinking that way, like Erica making that point. No, that wasn't the right thing to, to, to say just because it's Hitler and Hitler is basically the devil in a lot of people's eyes. But you can't you can't attack her for her logic, right? Because she used. Yes, she used a poor example. But at the same time, she you got to you kind of sometimes I feel like you got to look past what she was what she said and to, to see what she was trying to say. But at the same time, nobody cares what you tried to say. Everybody cares about what the fuck you said. And this is the conundrum that we're in of political correct, of not even political correctness, of just saying things publicly that um, might upset the status quo. And it and for me looking at this right, me seeing how many people, you know, jumped on the bandwagon of calling her a coon or calling her a Nazi or calling her anti-Semitic, I just looked at it like y'all didn't even read the full article because directly after that, you know, once the once the interview an interviewer challenged her, she was like, "No, no, he was a terrible person." But you know, I just try to see, I try to look at the good and everything instead of focusing on the bad. Now, regardless of how you may feel, you know, you can't attack her for the way that she thinks, even if you don't agree with it. Like, like I said this, I said this earlier this week. Like, nobody has to think like you do. And I think we and I think we as a society need to come to grips with that because if you like if if you don't agree to the politically correct things that's on this imaginary checklist, like if you don't say the right things about you know if you don't say the right things regarding race, sex, gender, 
whatever, like you're going to be attacked if you don't follow those that protocol, those guidelines. And I don't know if I feel like I said this before, like I don't know if if progression, true progression is going to happen if if everybody is supposed to say the right things all the time. Like I like that's what I took away from it. Like the, the the whole Erica the whole Erica thing. Like I didn't give a fuck about all of that. You know she's saying she said Hitler was a good painter and all of that. Like I, I she's not. I don't I don't she I'm not classifying her as a Nazi or whatever the case may be. Like my my larger point that I took away from is we got to move away from this group thing. Cause. For, for as many people jumped to attack her, I didn't see as I didn't see the other side of that argument where people were trying to understand where she was coming from. And I the internet is a bunch of wolves, man. It's a bunch of wolves. And she later came back and apologized and she, you know, she clarified what she was trying to say. And um, you know, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, are we? Let me. See, how can I put this? Like, how are we being demonized for critical thinking? Like, are we being? Are we being force fed a certain a certain set of values? To where if you don't think if you don't agree with these set of values you're you're cast out or if you don't I guess say the right things you're cast out because if you all right if you look at the response to like if you look at the 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 the, the (laughs) outrage incidents that have happened on social media right how much of that was just misunderstandings or miscommunication how much of that was someone really truly saying some fucked up shit and believing in the fucked up shit that they say like like we gotta we gotta figure out where the line is like is someone saying something because they don't know and they're trying to learn or someone's just saying something because they're like I said because they're fucked up and they just want to be fucked up and they don't care about how anyone else feels like we gotta we gotta figure out what the line is because the rules to the rules to what's acceptable to what's um uh uh what's the word I'm looking for I guess I guess we'll just go with acceptable for what's the rules for what's acceptable is constantly changing every single day. I'm saying because one week you can say this, but you can't say that you can say this, but you can't. I mean, whatever, like because we like, first of all, all of us are walking contradictions, right? Like I know eating healthy is supposed to, I need, I know I need to eat healthy. I'm saying I know I need to drink water and I need to cut the sodium out my diet and all that type of shit but I love chicken spot food 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm a walking contradiction. Like, I say that I'm going to do something good one day, and I might do, and I might do, and then in that same day, I might do something fucked up two hours into my day. Hey, let me get a three-piece. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're all walking contradictions. Like, we, it's, it's just looking at all of this, this whole Erica shit, like, they really, I don't know who they is. Y'all know who they is. Maybe y'all don't know who they is. But they really like, they are really trying to push an idea of what's perfect. Like, I don't know, man. It's, 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 this shit is just, it's just weird to me. It's just weird to me. Like, if you're waking up every morning and if you're looking at social media to figure out how you're supposed to feel for that day, you need to throw your phone in the toilet. Or burn it or something. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't look to social media to to tell you how you should feel about a certain argument. Like even like when I when I saw like when I looked online I saw Erica Badu trending, like I was like, all right, well let me see what's going on. And they said, Oh well she says this, she said that. All right, well let me read the article. Let me see for myself. Let me gather all the facts before I make an opinion and then I'll say something. But a lot of times it's just people see some shit, they act. If it's not, like I said, if it's not in those boundaries of what's acceptable. And thinking for yourself or thinking or thinking differently shouldn't be met with so much opposition like my thing is like I only have a problem with people who 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 may have a different line of thinking if they're not willing to communicate with other people like if you may feel like if you hate I don't know if you hate white people right or if you're a white person who hate black people right if you're not willing to communicate how you feel or why you may feel that way, I don't give a fuck about your line of thinking. But if you're willing to be like, look, I hate black people and this is why and this and the third. If you if you're even willing to have a dialogue and maybe in that dialogue, your line of thinking may change. I can deal with that. Because you're open minded enough to talk to someone who who doesn't think like you. But if you're just saying, well, no, I hate this because of this and I don't give a fuck what anybody else has said. Well, nobody cares about that. I don't care about that. I would rather like I don't I, I would rather want you to disagree with what I'm saying and then explain to me why you disagree. But. You know, with social media, we don't have that chance. That that's not um, that's not acceptable because you can't. It don't matter how many tweets you you put out. Doesn't doesn't matter how many videos you put on IG. Like someone is always going to take what you meant to say or what you try to say out of context because nuance is everything. So I say all that to say. Fuck Hitler, I guess. <laughs> Fuck Hitler. But don't be afraid to think critically, man. 
you know, if you feel a, if you feel a different way from someone else, just you know, do what you do, but don't be, but don't be afraid to communicate why you may feel differently. Like it's not, there's nothing wrong with thinking differently and explaining why you may feel that way, regardless of what social media may tell you, because at the end of the day, those people who are, who act all righteous online and act like they shit don't stink, I promise you they're doing some fucked up shit that they don't want anybody to know. So, what's that? What's that saying? Don't throw glass, whatever, at some other shit. Whatever, y'all don't know. Don't throw stones when you live in a glass house. Yeah, that bitch. shit. Yeah, that shit. So you know, stay woke. I guess I don't know. I don't know why people still say stay woke, but. You gotta be awake to say it I mean Niggas be too awake now man They be too awake That They third eye is crusty And they need to relax So shout out to them Yo hold on So apparently And this this, There are strip clubs right Where Robots are dancing on the pole and giving lap dances. I don't know where y'all Google it, but this is the headline I saw. There's a strip club where the robots are giving lap dances and dancing on the pole. I tell y'all every fucking week, y'all not y'all not listening. I tell y'all every fucking week they're gonna kill us. <clears throat> are they? How are they moving though? I listen. I don't know, but. Maybe maybe they moving like real women. I don't know. My thing is, why would you pay to go see a robot dance? Like, this shit is just fucking weird to me, yo. All this shit is weird to me. They're coming to get us. Get your canned fools together. Get all your fucking, uh... Get your canned fools. Get your batteries. Get your candles. Because it's about to go down. I don't know when... But they got robots and strip clubs. We can fuck the robots now. Like they're gonna take over everything, man. They go for take. They gonna take over everything. Like the nigga, um, what's his name? Elon Musk, one of the smartest dudes in the world. He gonna make a twerking robot. Yo, it's gonna be over. He's gonna make a twerking robot, and that's gonna sell. I'm not giving my hard on. I'm not giving my hard on hard earned ones to some fucking robot. So now y'all want me to y'all want me to fuck the robot and then pay it. It's like having a laundry mat. Like you just buy the machines, you don't gotta do anything now. Right. So now you want me to fuck my my vac my uh my washing machine. I'm just enough is enough, man. Enough is enough. I I just want y'all. I just no. Mm-mm. Y'all gotta relax with all this type of shit, man. But um. Yo, shout out to what's his nigga name? Star. Now, if you're not familiar with Star, right? Star is a OG radio personality. He used to have he used to have a morning show on Hot 97 um called In the Morning with Star and Buck Wild. I um I might be getting the name wrong, but he's basically like my older heads might know who Star is, but Take Charlemagne, right, and multiply him by like a thousand. That's who Star is. Like Star was the antith- 
antithesis of what Charlemagne is now. Like he would get on the radio and say the most flagrant, foul, fucked up shit. And it and, used to be Star and Buck Wild. Yeah, Star and Buck Wild. Like yeah. he used to say the most like people tried to shoot Star. They tried to jump Star. Like that he was that guy. And there was a couple of uh, work people like work buddies that were familiar with mm-hmm. him and they were trying to work with him and they say he's equally as forthright right in person right and he's he's like, like it wasn't just because of the radio no that this guy was like this he's not a personality no, he, no he 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 was born keeping that same energy right and like he said some fucked up shit about Aaliyah after she died or some shit like that. And he got a lot of, tr- he got into a lot of trouble about that. I think either, I can't remember, you know, fuck the particulars, but I can't remember the exact thing he said about, um, I think he made a joke about the Aaliyah's plane crashing or something. Something. He said something so foul about Aaliyah's death that they wanted him off the air. And so I say all that to say he is now the new host of everyday struggle with DJ oh, Academics. Oh shit! I listen, I don't know how desperate Complex is, but like, I don't think they desperate. I think that's a smart move, bro. But look at it like this, right? You get someone that fucking offensive, right? That some that someone that forthright to come in there, like even they put a clip out of the first episode, and he was. Going at academics, like mm. to the point he's perfect, right? But <laughs> but it's like, bro, he's. I don't know how long this is going to last. Like this is a this is a time bomb. I guess I guess we'll just see. Because Dave Chappelle said the same thing. I don't know how long this show going to last. Yo, and, you know that shit is a time bomb, yo. That shit is a time bomb, and I'm just like, you know, fuck academics. But I low key felt bad for him because I'm like, yo, star, like star might shoot you. Like that's how fucking wild he is. Either he might punch you in your shit on air, or he just might shoot you when you leave in the studio. Well, we know he already driving with a gun, right? So like, so you I don't, know. Listen, if if Complex is trying to sh- save everyday struggle, that might be the way to do it. I mean, y'all might go out in a blaze of glory, but I mean, Star is Star is one hell of a hire, man. Star is one hell of a hire. So, like, good luck to DJ Academics because you're going to need it. Oh, yeah. Because Star is a fucking maniac, yo. Like, seriously. So, I, you better, like, keep your gun on you because he will get you into some shit. Jerry the Mouse. <laughs> I understand. It comes full circle. <laughs> Shout out to Erica Badu. Yeah. Jerry the Mouse. Oh, shit. All right. We got to get into something real important, okay? It pains me to say this. Um, now, listen. Anybody who knows me, y'all know I'm a Giants fan to the day I die, right? But I have to give respect to one of the top three white men in the world, Tom Brady. Like, I listen. It pains me to say this. I don't want to say it. But Tom Brady might be the GOAT, yo. Like, if y'all don't know, y'all should know, 
the Patriots are going back to the Super Bowl, right? They beat Jacksonville with a wild-ass comeback and all of this shit, you know. But more specifically, Tom Brady is 40 fucking years old. In football years, he's like 2014 or something. Like, he's old as fucking football years. But the, for him to still be playing at that high of a level is unhuman like that shit is some supernatural shit and with this win against Jacksonville I've seen other people say it and I have to agree he has to be like he's like top three white men ever in the world I think he might be number one because I don't really fuck with Elvis like that so it might be like like my type three white men would be like Tom Brady Tom Hanks and maybe I don't know. Third slot is like a is like a toss up. But with Tom Brady is definitely like Yeah, he's high on the top white men percentile. Like you can't deny it, man. He ain't beat us, you know, Giants all day, but that makes no sense, yo. That makes no sense. Like and especially cuz you know white men be after like 35 white men age like bananas and shit. So for him to be still like Playing and looking young I don't know whether that's because he got a Brazilian girlfriend Or maybe he Got some super duper Youth formula going on I don't know but Tom Brady is like He's the GOAT man I'm sorry I don't want to say it but he's he, Tom, Brady, Tom Brady's the greatest football Quarterback Of all time like I It hurts me to say that but I like I don't know man that's high quality white man. Like, <laughs> like that's high. Qu- like, you gotta listen, man. That's like, I don't know, man. I, I was, I was really like trying to avoid even saying that publicly because fuck him. But fuck who? Tom Brady? Yeah, fuck him, man. I'm a Giants fan. Fuck him. I can't. No, man. Fuck him. But that's, I gotta give him his respect. Definitely but, gotta give him, yeah. But. With that, with that, right, another white man who um, doesn't have all my respect and obviously isn't aging as well as Mr. Tom Brady. So Vince McMahon is bringing back the XF, XF, XFL. Take two. Like, now if y'all don't know who Vince McMahon is, you know, he's the owner of the WWE, formerly known as the WWF. And he, you know, Back in the day, he had the Extreme Football League. Um, it was basically like arena football on steroids. Like, it was all types of shit happening. The players had nicknames in the back of their jerseys. It was a fun time, you know. It was a different time. Very, very lax. Very extremely lax, but it was fun. You know what I'm saying? It was fun. But now he's bringing back. He's trying to bring back the XFL. You know what I'm saying? He made. And you know what's funny about that? So he did like a little press conference online, right? And I realized the older Vince McMahon gets, the the more racist he looks. Like he looked like the suit he was wearing, it was very conservative. He has hair slicked back. He looked like an alt-right member. Like he just he was just like like he fully embodied his bigotry. Like you could just see it in like his hairline. Like that shit was so prominent in his look like 
I need y'all to Google Vix McMahon XFL 2018 because just just you have to look at him. The, the he looks like a chairman for the the KKK. Like this shit, it just looks crazy. It looks crazy. You know what I'm saying? And I say all that to say nobody's watching that shit, Vince. Stick with the WWE. You got a good thing going with that. Niggas still fuck with wrestling. But everything, like, he tried to be like, well, all players were going to stand for the anthem. And they asked him if Colin Kaepernick would be eligible to play in the XFL. He kind of gave, like, a bullshit answer. So, fuck all of that, man. Fuck the XFL. Fuck, fuck Vince McMahon. You ain't been the same since, since Stone Cold stunned you. Like, Because <laughs> that shit was real. Right. Like, fuck out of here, Vince. Like, you crazy as fuck. Like, but, um, I guess we can get into the music. Uh... What have I been listening to? I've been listening to a lot. But more importantly, Migos dropped the album. Right? Culture 2. I didn't want to like this album. But I like it a lot, man. Migos makes fun music, man. They make fun music. They make just ratchet turn up shit. Like, it's just fun. It's fun. Like... All you real hip-hop fans that want the lyrical, miracle, lyrical shit, like, y'all gotta relax, man. It's like, Migos make dope shit. Plus, y'all y'all got y'all time. Right, y'all got y'all time. And then, party rap, fun rap has been in hip-hop since the genesis of hip-hop. Y'all gotta, like, y'all gotta give Migos their credit, man. Like, I, I see a lot of people saying, oh, no, they trash and they just, they can't rap. Look, man. They can rap. They make good music. Okay. Now, I also think back in the day there used to be a more diverse selection of music on every station. The, I mean, well, that too. That's gone now. Now it's just like top ten, top right, twenty. Right. Yeah. Now it was very poppy, and I. But I, I understand why Migos receive the hate as much hate as they do, but just like with Tom Brady, their talent is undeniable, man. Their talent's undeniable. Like. The only I think the only complaint I have about this Culture 2 album is it's long as fuck. Like, it's 24 tracks. That's like an hour and 45 minutes. I, personally, I don't like my albums that long. Keep it at like a, maybe 12 tracks, 14 at most. I like my albums compact. But, if you're willing to sit through that, it's a good album, man. It's a good album. Like, they got some they got some dope shit on there. Listen to Migos. Um also uh I found a new R&B singer. Her name is Callie. This I'm not even going I'm I'm not Callie Uchis? Yeah, I'm not even going to attempt to mispronounce her name. Her name is spelled K A L L I T E C N I S. Callie Tenex Tenexis. I don't fucking know. Google her. She got dope shit. Very groovy. Y'all know what I like. Very groovy. Very like um, clean your house music on a Saturday morning. I fucks with all of that. Shout out to her. Um, Shout out to the the playlist I found her on because that was clutch. Also, shout out to um, Cardo, the producer Cardo, world-renowned producer Cardo. You know, he did a lot of shit with... um, Wiz Khalifa, he he did a bunch of tracks on Kendrick's album, but he has a, a album with a rapper named Payroll Giovanni called Big Boss in Volume 2. 
this is some good old gangster music. Like just hustler. Like if you like if you're a fan of, of Young Jeezy and shit like that and trap music and things like that, this album's for you. So shout out to Cardo and Payroll. That was fire. Um I think that's I think that's it, man. I really think that's it. Oh, shout out to Party Pupils for their rendition of Pony. That shit was fire. But no, I think that's just about it, man. I think that's just about it. I want y'all to um. Oh shit! Wait, hold on. Wait, let me give a special fuck you real fast. Fuck you to Larry Nasir. I think didn't y'all talk about him, Frank? Larry Nasir, the the the, the Larry Nassar. Larry Nassar, yeah. fuck you, bro. Fuck that you Scumbag You piece of shit You fucking cum basket You fucking dickhead You got 175 years You piece of shit Fuck you You used sponge <laughs> You fucking You fucking You're, you're a condom in the couch Is what you are That's what you You, you old find ass one of those, piece of shit You're you fucking scumbag Fuck you I hope, I hope somebody slices Your fucking throat in jail Fuck you you, you should have got 2,000 years Just some ridiculous amount of number But anyway Follow the show on everything man uh, Facebook, IG Twitter um, Christian Mangle All that type of shit man Follow the Frank and Wolf show You know Follow Frank Follow the whole team man Follow the whole squad man We out here We moving Um Watch for the police Cause you know Tax time is coming And they giving out tickets Left and right my nigga So Be safe out here So I say all I have to say Um In the meantime In between time Ozark on Netflix For the stress I love this fucking show Shout out to Jason Batum That's a That's a That's a One of my favorite white men Shout out to Jason Batum um, Ozark for the stress, man. Also, don't leave your popcorn in the microwave for too long, nigga. If you get burnt kernels and all that shit, that shit's not good for your teeth. You know what I'm saying? But be blessed. Stay woke. And think for yourself, my nigga. We out.